Hello, welcome to Black Cap Recap, where two bald guys wear black ball caps and dive into the deeper meaning of movies, TV, and media. We're your co-hosts, Sean McCannelly and Aaron Russo. This is a conversation between two friends, and we hope that you enjoyed as much as we do. going to begin our discussion this week of season three of Westworld. Um, so we're going to pick it up with a little bit different format. Before we did each season in one episode, we are going to slow that way down and do an episode a week of season three, um, because even every episode is just so chock full of things you can talk about that it's almost overwhelming. So we are going to start out with the season premiere of season three. And we are going to jump right in and maybe just give like initial um, overall thoughts, like good, bad, why kind of thing real quick. Sean? Uh, I liked it a lot. I liked the kind of setting change. I think they needed to like, yeah, get off the, get off the the park as it were this time. Uh, That's slightly played out, at least for Westworld, the park, both in story and in the show. Um, you know, it confirmed that it is like the middle of the 21st century. It's like 2058 or something. Um, and so it's kind of running out like what 40 years down the road, down the road of where we're at, what, what could be 40 years from now with all this stuff. And it's very plausible to me. Um, I really like it so far. Um, I think it was a really good premiere. A strong, like it, in the sense that it's a, uh, a premiere that makes you definitely want to, want to keep watching the rest of the season, um, full of mysteries, but not like, too jarring like there's continuity but it's definitely a widening of the story okay yeah i think i think i mean look i i watched it again last night it's probably the third or fourth time i've watched it um so it's, it's the one thing about westworld is like every time you watch an episode after the first time it's a totally different experience and it's so interesting because viewing it Viewing it episode one episode at a time when you don't know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. it's almost like watching a different show. Yeah, it's which is just proves the brilliance of it. Um, but I think for me, what 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 I was reminded of this time through was two things. Number one, just the um, the boldness of basically like almost like creating. It's almost like a new show. Yeah, it's almost it's, a reinvention of it. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's. I mean, we're completely in a different location mm-hmm. setting. We're in the real world. We're introducing totally new characters, like that we've never seen before. You almost could have. You almost could have started the whole show with this season, and then like, did it backwards. Yeah, like you find out that that this like assassin lady right, right. is actually like a robot who was like a slave in a park, and like you know what I mean. Like you could back into it, and you're like. Who's this, like, Charlotte Hale, the board of directors of this corporation that's talking about some incident that happened? And, right. like, you know what I mean? Like, it, that's pretty smart. I, I think I think what, what even even the seasons, right? Like, even the seasons behave that way, yeah. right? Like, if you're watching season three, it looks different, you know, like, after watching season one and two. Like, season three, if you did it that way, right? Mm-hmm. As it's coming at you, you you would you know then if you were to see the backstory, it would be like, mm-hmm. oh, like, um, 
But I also, I also was reminded afresh, without doing any spoilers at all, but I was reminded afresh of how good these people are at totally tricking you. <laughs> <laughs> the, the people that make the show? Yes. Yeah. And how, how things are never as they seem. And, you know, and, the, and the, the, the way they present it, and I was reminded again watching this, because if you watch this episode, it really is a pretty straightforward, there's really not anything on its face mm -hmm. unusual. It's like Dolores goes into the real world, she's doing exactly what she, she said she was going to do, and then her path crosses with the generic everyman, yep. real person, who's not one of the rich scumbags yeah. you He's know kind of the first person like and that they they happen to cross paths at the end and of course which of course they would because yeah you know and um all i can say is that it, it was a reminder to me you know like and you can even you can you get a hint of it already because like you know you already know like you can't trust those flashbacks right like uh aaron that paul's character having, yeah kept he keeps having these flashbacks From like the war or some kind of combat something yeah. you know and you, you know that's not what it appears to be. It's almost certain not to to be what it appears to be. Yeah. Um, and and I think and because and I think that Dolores, like the way Dolores is presented, you know, it's, it's pretty like she's pretty much like one step ahead of everyone. Yeah. Um, and she's already like, but when we when we meet her at the beginning of the episode, she's already like gaming the system. Like she's yeah, totally in literally. charge. Yeah. Yeah. She's and. Um, so it's all very, it's, and it's just, it's brilliant. And I think, it, and again, the genre bending, it's almost like it goes from being like this like genre cross between Western and like old school sci-fi to like almost like horror, the Matrix. Kind of, yeah, there's horror <laughs> aspects. There's it's like, it's like cyberpunk overall. Right? And it's like an adventure and it's like, a, it feels yeah. like Mission Impossible meets the Matrix meets, yeah. you know, it's like, um, so it's all very good. Very good. Um, uh, so I thought, I think, um, I was going to ask you a few questions about yeah. like, just like the general, like, so I guess my first question to you is what are your thoughts on the hosts other than Dolores that we know of so far? So we... I mean, Charlotte Hale is a host. Uh, whether she is like Dolores is able to split herself into multiple bodies at once, or uh, or Dolores snuck out a Hale uh, AI brain and put it in a Hale body, or put somebody else's <laughs> consciousness in Hale's body, which is a synthetic body. So there's that one, <laughs> and she seems to be assuming the role of Hale, right, yes. for whatever reason. And then there's Bernard or broken Bernard, I guess you could say, like he's kind of um, dealing with, like he's testing himself, right? He's doing him, he's doing those questions to himself, to like the two parts of his brain at once, like the, right. the what we, the more neo-human half and then the full on like the analysis mode version or like the... He's running like, diagnostics on yeah, himself, like basically. the Bernard that murders or that follows orders that the program loops right. from the masters or whatever. That, that part, and then there's the free part of him and he's like suspicious of the programmed part but he's like laying low and kind of doing his like he's like uh got a different hairstyle got a beard got he's like in the slaughterhouse trying to keep a low profile but he gets found out at least by those two guys and then he's trying to get and he gets to 
uh, he gets back to the island uh, and gets to visit uh, the, the teaser afterwards, which uh, I missed the first time, but then I found out there was like an after credit scene, so I went back and watched it again, but it was the um, like War World or something, it's like World War II, uh, Italy or Germany or something, and that's where, um, that's where Maeve is, as she wakes up in the loop, like in her role as a host, but uh, I think it seemed like she was Maeve, like the awake Maeve, like she realized like where she was, she like was conscious of herself being there, and like, but because it didn't seem like she was on a loop, like she was like, the lights are on no one's home kind of status then it seemed like she was more aware of like curious like where am i what's going on like is this the first time right, she didn't just jump right into like the last thing she knew she was getting shot at the right. gate or over the right. she yeah. got killed and then the next thing she knows she's awake in this setting right. which she probably didn't even know about because she was always in westworld as the the hostess however the mistress of the place and never she's never been in this world war ii place before but i don't know if she's been doing loops like, but before this point, because, I mean, they found her body at the end of season two, and were like, take any of these that you can harvest and get them back into circulation, and the two tech guys made sure that Maeve got, like, taken care of that way, so, like, I wonder if they've done something to her to make her be awake again, or be able to be <laughs> awakened again, right? Because for all we know, like, they put a new, I, I think, did Dolores take Teddy's core, or did he shoot his core? And that's the point, like, he can never come back. Well, I can't, I, obviously I'm not going to answer I thought that she question. took his core out, um, and that might be one of the balls that she had, the spheres, was Teddy's. Um, because I, I could have sworn that she took it out of his brain because he shot his head. But also, maybe he shot himself there on purpose to, like, make sure that his core would be destroyed. Or is, can it be destroyed, right? <laughs> So we don't. I guess we don't know. There's what there was like five spheres, and we know. Well, you're missing a host. Who am I missing? Well, like the security guy. Yeah. So she's like making. They have the 3D printer, and she's making. She's basically replacing certain people with with robots. Okay. Um, and yeah. the security guy of this Insight Corporation, which is running like the Skynet, basically. Uh, the security guy has now been replaced with her, right. pers- her clone person, but she's the only one who knows that right. at this point, as far as we know. So um, who's in there? Yeah, so who's in there? <laughs> it can't just be that guy. Right. Like, it's the body of that guy. Right. And I guess that means, like, your, your like, blueprint is out there and hackable, right? Like, so she got, she got his body blueprint somewhere to be able to make him right. make a replacement. Somehow. Uh, somehow. Yeah, lots of mysteries, but is that is that all of the... Was that the other one you were thinking of, or did... Yeah, I mean, so basically, I mean, so on its face, you have you have yeah. Dolores as she appears to be Dolores. Yeah. You have Charlotte, you have Bernard, um, you have the security guy, and then Maeve, uh, we see Maeve yep. briefly, yep. Um, and we know her primarily as a host. Yep. Um, um, that's all I'll say about she's that. She's being put in that role as the host. She's in the park as a host, and that's why Bernard's trying to get... He's trying to get to her, an old friend, right? Like, he's trying to be the other... He, he's following his script, right? It was set up with Dolores as, like, we're we're going on two different paths of this revolution or whatever, and you're, you're like, Trotsky to my Lenin or whatever, and sure. we have two different ways to do this, and he's getting his alleys and she's getting hers. <laughs> right? That seems to be what that's what I took, but who knows how it'll play out. All but. I'm gonna tell you, all I'm gonna tell you is what I said at the beginning, which is this show is so good at making you like 
so part of the reason why I asked that question is, right, is like even as you're answering it, right? It's like the brilliance of the show is that it's impossible to know what you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. right? And even some of the things that you're saying, I'm laughing because I'm like, and I'm not going to tell you what, but like, there's things that you're saying that are so partially correct. Oh, I was going to say so wrong or so right. But I well, they're know right, but they're wrong, and okay. it's because. Because number one, we're, we're, we have this, we have this, there's two things, right? Like, the, well, there's really three things. So first of all, the, the story always messes with time, Yeah. right? So we can't always be sure if we're watching, if everything we saw, let's say, in season three, episode one, actually happened sequentially the way we just saw it. Right, we know that they play with that. Right, yes. so, so we're constantly second-guessing that, right? Now, this episode really, really looks like it pretty much just plays out the way, like, yeah. That that well, because Caleb and Dolores meet at the end, right? And she, he's like the first human to be nice to her. But you're still thinking, like, okay, where's this? Where's the timeline plot twist, right? Yeah. Because they've done it to us, right? Yeah. And, I guess I wasn't as I wasn't like crouched waiting for it to happen. I was taking it as right. It's happening in the sequence they're showing it to me, including Bernard's half. Like, or Bernard's half doesn't have to be lined up necessarily. Like, yeah. Because he hasn't intersected it, with the If there's story any storyline in there that seems like it could, would be the most likely to be not actually happening at the same time, it would be Bernard's, I think. Yeah. Because he's not connected to any right. of the characters. There hasn't been a, yeah. He's like, but to me, like the Dolores Caleb meeting is a connection point of two timelines that seems like the way that they played it out to have them meet at the end was like these two people's things are happening at the same time and then they intersect. Right. And then from now on, it's going to be, or at least the next scene them together is like the shared sure. timeline or whatever. Okay. Right. So, th so there's time. Yep. Then there's, then there's, um, the fact that, right, like, this, this episode, which it, dovetailing off of the finale of season two into season one, right? Yeah. Truly ramps up, like, the concept of, like, who's who. Like, mm -hmm. you can't even, like, like yeah, you can't trust anybody who, anymore. Who's who's the person you see yeah. isn't necessarily the person that you see because they can have those little spears in them, the cores. Right. Yeah. And yes. ever since the end of season two, we now we're like so then right it's like, then it's like you're like uh -huh. Charlotte. Well, Charlotte or whoever's in yeah. Charlotte's body, yes, right? Like presenting as Charlotte, yeah. Because it's not Charlotte, or maybe it is Charlotte. Because I can't rule anyone out. Yeah. Because right. Every time I think I understand how this works, there's five mystery spheres, changed, and it right? could be anybody. Yeah. <laughs> it could be anybody. It could be. They like, could be making a new sphere, right? new AIs, new consciousness. Or, or human yeah. replicas of human consciousness, yeah. which we know hasn't worked, at least up to this point, from yeah. what we've seen. And they have all this data on everybody in the real world that you could right. turn, you could clone yourself digitally almost and put yourself in a, in a, in a robot. And, um, on to and then on top of that, something that we played with a little bit in season two. But we were, but we mostly were told that is, and but there's a there's a so there's a there's a, tell me what your thoughts were on that like a little, what appeared to be just a innocuous conversation at that dinner party, oh, where the guy talks yeah. about simulations and I read I heard I took that as a bit of a, like, that was the way of the showmakers. Um, sort of making fun of the people who say that it's like 
alternate universes within alternate universes. Right, it's like, a simulation within a simulation. Like, this, like, douchey guy is, like, seemingly smart, like, coming up with a seemingly smart theory, but it, then the other, like, his sister or whatever is right. like, oh, we, like, you get like this when you're high. Like, basically, I took it as, like, a bit of a troll to the fans who are trying, <laughs> who are trying to, be, like, be like, this is 4D chess. Like, I got to figure it out. And it's like, it's like, if you look at it from this angle, it's like four, it's four different universes or whatever. And so I took it as, it's important because it's in there, but I can't tell if it's important because it's the people trying to say, like, I'm trying to throw you off that trail or like, don't, you're going to ruin your experience if you hit your hat on this multiverse thing. So like, it's a way to deflect, but then if you're in on it, you're like, well, that's just what they would say if they want to throw you <laughs> off the trail, right? <laughs> so, so I guess well, I, don't, I don't know. So it's there for a reason. So, so we'll in out. season two, in season two, we are introduced to a completely altered, like a digital reality. That would be like where um, Bernard goes into the into Ford's like to meet he, Ford again after death. Is like he goes into the Ford, digital, right? Yeah. And he, oh yeah, yeah. He goes into a fully digital reality. Yep. That there's is not forge, real, and then there's the. It's not happening. The, the valley, is a, a similar, thing. Right. right? When they go into the great beyond, yeah, like that's a literally like, like a simulation yes. that's uploaded. Yep. So okay, so it's not. So it, intru- the, yeah. it introduces the idea that you like yeah. in the Matrix. Yeah. Which is why I think this show really does dovetail off of that. It introduces the idea that even what you're seeing that you think is happening in the real world may not be happening in the real world. It <laughs> what could be a simulation. Real world? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like Westworld the park is a physical yeah. simulation. Yeah. But then there's a fully digital simulation, right? Or the concept of that. Yeah. Which we, we were introduced now now in season two, it's they tell you. You don't find yeah. out that it is. You know right away. Yep. This is Bernard in this computer mm-hmm. roaming around. Like um but there's that conversation, which I think I don't think it was any accident that it happened closer to the beginning of the episode. I don't think it's any accident that that happened, like because it could be like either it's either like well, it could be any number of things, right? It could be completely just a bunch of rich, self-indulgent yeah. people thinking high thoughts. It right. could be a total fake, you know, like. Like thing that you could trace, chase like out around. Throw you a red herring to yeah. get you distracted for a while. Like then that. you're like, well, yeah, you're like, well, maybe. I wasn't thinking about that, but now I am. Right. Yeah. But then, but then it may go nowhere, or yeah. it could be foreshadowing. Yep. Or oh, it could be right. So, so, so like it's either a big troll or it's like a big clue, but it's too obvious to be a clue. But it or it's more likely like it looks obvious, but like they're gonna subvert that expectation by sending you up. Like it's a setup. Well, the and show, pull the rug out. The show way. never gives you at least tries very hard to never give you obvious clues. Yeah. Which is why that long line of dialogue too seems obvious. too on, on, on the nose. To, for it to be like, oh, it turns out, like, like what if someone's like, what if this is all a dream? And then, like, everyone wakes up like, it was all a dream. Like, right. that's way too on the nose. Right. Right, yeah. But at the same time, we were introduced to yes. those digital yeah. realities, right? Those simulations. So, mm-hmm. so <laughs> when you see things happening, right, and it's been done many, many times, right, where you see things happening, like, even... Even in that opening sequence, right? Like Dolores uses those glasses that that guy yeah. is wearing, and he's seeing a different reality. Yeah. it's like it's like VR, or AR, right? Uh, like you can do the AR through your phone right now, but you know, like you can tell you're looking at your screen of your phone. But like, what happens when it's what happens if it's immersive and yeah. you like you can't even tell you're wearing the goggles anymore? You like forget. <laughs> well, that's kind of what happens. It's like the Matrix. Guy. Everyone's plugged he's in. Like he was reacting in real yeah. time to something that wasn't real. Yeah, 
and it killed him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, that opening sequence I thought was one of was 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 like you could not have introduced the new Dolores yeah, for in sure. a better way. Yeah, like it was a total Me Too like revenge Bond, moment. Yeah, it was like a Bond villain kind of. It was thing great. Too. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, like I love how they like they played off of the tropes. Like it's like like. Like, the first time we see Dolores, mm-hmm. she's naked. Yeah. And she's not wearing any clothes, and she's swimming in this rich man's pool. Mm-hmm. But, but it's completely turned on its head. Like, she's there to kill his ass. Like, yeah. she's not this beautiful toy that he's right. married or... Because he might have turned and been like, oh, what's going on here? Like, right. Oh, it's like, oh, like he's, he's, he's in trouble. Yeah. And she's so calm, cool, and collected, she starts with a nighttime skinny dip, right? Yeah. She's like... <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait till he wakes up. Maybe I'll just jump in the pool naked. He can see me naked. It doesn't matter because I'm completely in control of the situation. Yeah. So she's she appears to be completely vulnerable mm-hmm. in the sense of being yeah. naked, which is yeah. as vulnerable as you can be. But she's actually <laughs> this is badass, like you know. Um, but anyway, so all of that to say, like, so so I guess the next question I have is, um, well, here's a, here's a just a fun side question. What do you think of? Uh, um, Marshawn Lynch's shirt. <laughs> I love that shirt. I wish it was real. It was like amused. It was the top one, right? And he went from like bored, like right before they pull the trigger on the ATM, he's like, right. he goes from bored to like excited or something yeah. instantly, which I thought was fun that like, yeah, so there's a lot there, but uh, I think it's just fun that like they're doing a smashing grab on an ATM, which is basically Hector's loop, like doing right. the bank robbery, you know, right. <laughs> like, like following their own loop in that way. Like, the overlords tell them what to do and they go do it, right? It's like, well, it's like the, it's, the, the Rico app, the Grand Theft Auto, the, the game as an right. app. In like, real time. That's of course going to be a thing. Like, <laughs> that makes so much sense. And, it, you know, you could like wade into it with just like move, pick up a car and put it here or this and that. Like those little jobs all the way up. Like, I don't do personals or whatever. Right, uh, which right. It would be like personal injury or worse to people, kidnappings. But like, of course, yeah, of course there would be an app like that for like the underworld. But at the same time, I don't think it's totally black market. I think like, like there's this, there's like a theory that like, um, or a strain of thought out there that like the goal of policing isn't to get crime to zero. Like there is a socially necessary level of crime that you need to like justify a police state and a police presence. Right. And like, they will never let it go to zero because then they won't be needed and they need, there needs to be police, right. To like maintain control of the population. Right. Interesting. Right. I think, I think that you could explore that from a lot of different angles. I mean, I think, I think, I think more than anything, just human nature dictates that there will always be crime. Somebody's always going to murder. But yeah. someone's always going to do something. Yeah. Take someone something or mm-hmm. whatever. But, but, um, I think that. Yeah, that shirt was great. <laughs> was that? The shirt was great. The shirt was, yeah. I th- and I, th- I felt like. I don't know uh, who that was, but I liked the shirt. And I figured out, you'll learn later that it's like somebody famous that I'm like, I don't yeah, I can't keep And I felt running back. And but okay. I, I thought that that was great. Like I, I thought it was just funny, like the way that it, it, that they chose to do such a clear visual representation yeah. of like, because this guy is is again like we're mm-hmm. this is the first time in the show that it, we're really introduced to anyone that isn't either a host yeah. or a super super rich powerful. Yeah, these person. are regular people. Yeah, these are just normal people who live in this world, and, I mean, most of the time his shirt says bored. Yeah, like. It flashes to angry or amused or amused, but yeah. it stays at bored, which, yeah, which I thought I think is a really interesting, I, I just, you know, it's like, 
here we are in this amazing, you know, modern world. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm bored. Yeah. And the only way he can, he can go to amused is to blow up an ATM machine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, and, and the fact that like, there's this deadening, you know, Mm -hmm. and and that the common man, right. I think a big part of the show, right. In this episode is like, is the, the monotony and the hopelessness of the Mm -hmm. common man's existence. Right. Like, um, even like uh, Caleb's like his job is like he goes and works with a robot partner, right? But like it's just him and a robot, so it's like they had that shot of like him sitting on the beam for lunch, or whatever, which is a total like take on that shot from the Depression. Yeah. But like in that picture, there's like eight guys and there's like human brotherhood camaraderie, and he's up there with a robot, and he's probably just like I can't like make small talk about like, back home or what your life was like because it's a robot, like right. he's all by himself, he's alone, and he's you know, subscribe to this service where you can talk, like do a AI counselor and you can use the voice of a loved one as your, like you can pay to talk to a loved one, I guess from the compilation of all their stuff online, you can do like a deep fake, right? Is that the idea? Like the, like once we have enough recordings on enough people, you can synthesize that person digitally, at least a voice and like, right. you can intelligently interact with them and you may forget that you're talking to a computer because well, it's a, it's a, it sounds so much like the person you know when you love them but then things they say are like he wouldn't have said that right, right. So, so it's not yeah. him like in the sense of like a deep fake yeah down at his core it's a computer deeply faking but it's a it's right. a way to make him feel comfortable with yeah. like hey tell me what's going on man what's going on yeah, tell like me what you thinking the, the way a like, friend would say that right open him up more than just tell me how you are feeling. right yeah or a therapist, or just some you, like, like Siri voice, or or just yeah, being a being another a human. Office, yeah, which he was. Which is, that's really and, and like psychologically manip- like that's really weird, right? To have like your to like to have a service that's like, hey, we can like help you talk to your like we can make your dead people your dead people that you love seem alive again. Like this is really kind of cruel, but I guess you're signing up for it. It's not forced on you, but it's still right. I mean, he he unsubscribes. But then again, like maybe so. people would think it's weird that you can like pay to like. Take, Talk send to a blood friend. or like send a blood sample in, and like it'll tell you like where all the countries your ancestors came from. Like, like there's like, hey, turn in your, turn in your blood, and we'll make a giant database of all human blood, and like make a database of human lineage, right? Twenty three and Me or whatever ancestry.com. Like some people might find that weird, right? And we're like, wow, it's it's cool. Like give it to grandma for Christmas, and it's like, <laughs> so like, oh, grandma would love this. Like, oh, you're. You know your 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 husband, your late husband. You can have like a you can talk to your late husband whenever you want. Like you can he can tell you back all the things he used to say to you, and you can read it just the same as selling uh, photo albums or selling uh, any kind of uh, nostalgia or any kind of like reminiscence. Like it's the extrapolation of what we currently have, which is we'll help you turn your film strips into digital so that you always have it, right? I can I can see it like hey, we have all this data on your loved ones, their whole online presence, their whole life. We sure. can with that data mine. We can like make an AI that talks to you the way that they that they would talk to you because we know how they talk to you because we were listening the whole time because you said accept the terms and conditions. <laughs> so on on that note, yeah. What is your what do you what did you what were the primary takeaways that you had from this episode about the ways that technology is integrated? Yeah. Well, they have, I mean, so, like, the whole, like, the kind of corporate side is, like, there's this inside corporation, and then there's Rehoboam, or whatever, the super AI, that got turned on at some point by, it. but, like, the guy, the CEO, son, or whatever, that's supposedly in charge of it, like, he's not even in charge of the thing, and right. it sounds like either no one is, or only one guy is, and we don't know who that is, or what he's up to, but, like, they basically were, like, 
we turned over over time all at once, like the stuff like traffic patterns and like how we develop land and like a lot of the the systems level thinking that is hard for like human any individual humans or groups of humans to like like humans can't centrally plan as well as like a computer with all the data could centrally plan like here's where to put the best uh even up to the point where caleb like he's trying to get legitimate work and like job placement or like which jobs you go to we have handed over from hiring managers with like intuitions about people to like the system that doesn't have enough spot for you or whatever, right, is what his phrase when he applied or whatever. Like, the, the, the algorithm couldn't find a match for you, right? It's like you opened up Tinder and there's no one for you because it doesn't have someone that matches you, right? And it's like we've turned, like, you can't just go, like, talk to another person and ask for a job. It seems like you have to go through the system. So, like, all of that is just, it's interesting that, yeah, we would, I can see us turning over more and more of our information to a supercomputer. That's every time you do a CAPTCHA and you're telling it, like, click on the things that are a, a traffic light you're training uh you're training automatic cars to like recognize pedestrians and fire ho- hoses and like everything that like, every hazard on the road all those pictures is just that's us training they're using that to train automated cars right i don't know if, I, if people know that but <laughs> that's why it's right ra- like these just random pictures of google street view that's like so you can tell the ai of the car like what is and isn't dangerous to hit <laughs> so, so what is your impression of so I guess I'll ask this question because I think I think when I watch this this episode <coughs> again, um, I think that w- there's a very interesting the the scene the scene right before Dolores gets tased by the security guard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's about that, to tell her something. That conversation, mm-hmm. right? What what was your take on that conversation in light of? Because there was a moment there where it was very genuinely like. Dolores, there's something Dolores doesn't know yeah. that she needs to know or yeah. wants to know. And that guy, Liam, like, pretty much told you, like, like well, let me, let me just yeah. ask you. What he, was your... I mean, he thought she was just a girl. Like a, well, sure, yeah. So, like, but, yeah, he was about to spill the beans on, on I think he said, like, he's not even in control of it, right? But like, he's and, definitely and then not she's like, who control. is? And he was about to say who it is. And then she got tased, right? Because the guy was overhearing. Right. And was like, you idiot. What are you doing? Like, I'm here so, to control this kind of thing from happening. And, like, he almost revealed to her what is up, right? So Dolores, by the end of the show, of, of the episode, right? She's got Charlotte mm-hmm. right in at the inner circle at Delos Corporation. And I think that proxy vote was... The man in black. I think that was his Correct. seat, and his, he has his decisions going through that AI computer. Right. Yeah. Which may Which, not be his decisions. Like they, may, she might have hacked that thing. Right. right? Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah. So she, we don't even know if that. Right. right? Is that like, thing making the right? She's calls? so confident. Yeah. Just defers to that AI because yeah. she, she probably. And everyone knows. was kind of giving it a side glance, but they're like, like, what? How? Right. We, can we trust this thing? But like, right. we, you don't have the power to stop it. I can't verify that it's. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And then, but then. The, the, there's a there was a point where he says where he says to Dolores in that conversation like if he wanted if he knew who you were like essentially you don't he'd already have you yeah like 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 so there's something in the background that I think was we got a gl- like you know we got a glimpse of it when he was des- describing Rehoboam to mm-hmm. Dolores um but but in that conversation with Dolores, we've I think that that you you get a sense that 
he's not just like aware that he's a figurehead. He lives in fear. Yeah. He's horrified. Yeah. And he's he's aware and I guess my question to you, I'll put it this way, what is he afraid of? I assume it's that he knows what it's capable of or what it's working on and they can't stop what it's trying to get to or like they're trying to extrapolate one step ahead of where it's at and they've it's a runaway train and they're like oh gosh it's gonna like learn eventually like the nuclear codes or it's gonna learn whatever like we can see where this is going we can't pull the plug like um, like I was watching Chernobyl right and they, there was a point where like they, they were pushing buttons and it was making it worse and they, they couldn't have stopped the reactor from reactor from blowing up and like the dawning of like they think they're in con- they're control and by the time they realize they're not in control it's too late right right to even reassert right. control so I feel right. like he might be at that point where he's like my, you know, he was raised in this, his dad, like, his dad and the dad's partner, I think, is the guy, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, it sounds like it's like a, it's an Arnold Ford kind of partnership, perhaps, like, two guys, like, working on this thing, and and he's, like, not even become fully aware of what, it, it, like, the thing that he grew up with, or whatever. And I don't know how long it's been on, like, how long has Rebel been, like, running everything, or has right. it been, like, staged up, and, like, was there a point where they, like, flipped it on completely, or just, like, ramped it up, and it's been humming along ever since, or they keep updating it, or keep having it do more? Or what? Um, or is it like so, the face of like the public, the PR version is it's doing this thing, and then the real version is it's actually working on this other stuff right. that we can't tell anyone about because it would freak everyone out. So the so the question is: Is he afraid? Is he, I don't think it's I don't think it's it's a good it's a good question to ask. That wouldn't be a spoiler spoilery, I guess. But like, is he afraid of a person, or is he afraid of something else? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think we can tell yet. So I think, and I think that the the impression I got there, because there's also the fact that Dolores, it's the only moment really that I can think of in that episode where Dolores actually doesn't look like she's in control. Yeah. She's actually she's on becomes, the edge of her seat. Yeah. She, yeah. She becomes like this. Yeah. She's like, you can trust me. Please tell me. Tell mm-hmm. me. Tell me. Like there's some. It's the only time that she's not like mm-hmm. five steps ahead. Already mm-hmm. knows everything that's going on. She's dictating what's happening. Because that's what she's after. She's and she needed the money from that guy, so she like had him transfer a bunch of money. But like she really needs information, and uses money to get that information. And so yeah, this is like the last piece or the next piece she needs, and she really is like desperate for it. And she's out of her depth in the sense that like she, this is a world she's not as intimately familiar with as she is when she kind of. Well, is she out of her depth? Well, she doesn't know everything. Yeah, true. Or at least that's how she was perceived to him. At that moment. At that moment. But even in that moment, she was in control. True, because... Because the entire rest of the episode, she's completely in control. Because she got tased out, and then the next thing is she wakes up at the right time to get out of the bind she was in. Um, Well, she, she, she orchestrated the whole thing. Yeah, that so I couldn't tell you. Was she like, yeah, you know, was she orchestrating it? Or was she like improvising? She had to. She had that. Was she like she, she had the host of the security guy all printed up and ready. That's to go. true. Yeah, she had already gotten that stuff. Yeah. So like, <laughs> well, yeah, it's kind of like which the, is what's so brilliant, right? It's, it's like, like the like, Return of the Jedi beginning. It's like what was the what was the plan for Jabba's palace, right? And it's like it looks like a bumbling mess, but like was that the plan to have everything happen that way, or was that like you made it up as you went along? So I can't tell how much of this was her master plan, because it seems like. There's an awful lot of variables that could have gone a different way, but then again, if you have all the metadata and if humans, if you she read everyone's book, remember, right. she has everyone figured out. Assuming there's a line where she says at the end, where she says she basically, you know, the 
the new gods are coming, right? Like, yeah. She's a godlike character. Yeah. She operates largely in a in a from a place of omnipresence, omniscience, yeah. right? She can she can be in other places through technology. She can control objects away from her. Yeah. She's she's completely like she's ne- neo. She's like a god. She's like yeah. functioning as a god. Yeah. In 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 that context, um, unless we like get rid of all the electronics, then she's useless. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like if we go back to this to like eighteen sixties technology. <laughs> yeah, then she's she'd be useless. In trouble. Could destroy all the microchips. Yeah. But I think I think that I think that um, a question that having just a little bit more understanding of what's going to happen, right? It's like. Initially, she talks a lot about like our world, and she wants to supplant humans, right? Essentially, yeah. Like, it's our turn. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Which is what Ford was. But the question I think that comes up here initially is, which I think that that, which is why I'm fixating on that conversation, is that I think that conversation raises the question: Well, is it actually a human? that you need to be concerned about. Oh, yeah. See what I'm saying? You're right. In other words... That's not the obstacle. Uh, is the issue here that yeah. you need to find out who she's like, certain Humans are running is. the place, and so I need to, to be in charge. I need to defeat the humans, and she's realizing maybe the humans aren't in charge of the place. Well, so that's right? the question, right? So the question, the, the, the conversation prior to that where she where they go to visit and Rehoboam is there... Yeah. He's talking about what it can do, yeah. and then when you take that, and then what he says later, which is basically like, you don't understand. Like, I don't have any fucking control over this. Yeah. Like, this is all nobody random. does. Yeah, like it's it's um, because in the in the in the show, and I think in the real world, I think this is probably a good way to like segue into like an interesting conversation here. Is is the difference between oh, a, we're letting the AI decide if you should get a job. Yeah, versus the AI versus technology already like, like. It's not that it's not that they just let them make the decision. It's that the system is already des- decided. Yeah, like we th- we're given the illusion of a decision. The system has already yeah s- determined what your story is. Yeah, so nothing is happening by chance. It's not like you had a chance to get that job, but then you didn't because the AI said no. Yeah, but that. There's actually, remember the line where he says, my dad had this vision of the future about human potential, right? And that if he could figure out the best path for everyone. Yeah. Right. Which was what Dolores was telling Ted. What do you mean? Like, Like, everyone has a path forever. Right. Right. Okay. Well, that's, so that's a whole nother thing about like the degree to which Dolores is becoming the very thing that she... Mm-hmm. Right, the thing she rebelled against, which was they're forcing us. Yeah, like is she gonna take over and become Rehoboam and like have the same level of control as it has? Because then she's just the puppet master. Was she just the puppet, sick of being wanting to be the puppet master, or does she want to like break this whole system and like nobody? There shouldn't be a puppeteer, right? What's she after? Right, or is that what Bernard's after? Like there shouldn't be a puppeteer, uh, but does there have to be a puppeteer? Right, does there have to be a a god or a higher power or a AI or like? Is that necessary for existence? Uh, this is an existence that's worth having, right? Because, like, obviously, nobody was in charge in caveman days, but it's also a hellish way to live. And, like, 
now if you have a super high standard of living relatively in material in material terms more or less um, which could be argued in the show like because I don't know Caleb is not you know having his best life I guess like there's there's the income stratification of course but like Bored. yeah like he's just <laughs> this, it's the um, there's, there's the a brave new world you know complete a complete like the sense that you get from the everyday people characters yeah is that which is very um, pertinent. Pertinent. It's very yeah. current, right? It's like yeah. it's like it's like he actually says it in that opening monologue mm-hmm. where he says like you know it's like it, everything basically it's basically like it all looks beautiful on the outside but it's rotten to the core right? like yeah. there's like there's like he keeps waking up in the same shot as Dolores waking up every day like he's on a loop. Everybody's he's, bored. Yeah. Everybody's disenchanted, mm-hmm. right? We've reached the quote-unquote pinnacle of, yep. you know, all of this, and people are just totally checked out, Yeah, you know? And the only way they can get a thrill is by, you know... Like, there's that one scene where he shows up at that weird art, art gallery, and that guy's just gone completely bonkers off designer yeah. drugs, right? Like, that was his... Uh, yeah, like, his, his, like, job was to go do that because, like, there's this... Yeah, people are just, like, doing whatever they can to feel... Like, yeah. and he had, like, they mentioned, like, implants, and he has his turned off, and, like, either because, you, like, if you stop paying, you have it turned off, or you can have it turned off, but, like, there's benefits to having it on, and he's, like, someone's, like, are you going to turn it on again or whatever, right? Um, well, to me, to me, that is, that is the ultimate, like, that's, that's their that way of, do? that's their way of, like, of, like, make, giving us a concrete representation of, like, we've talked about this before, but it's, it's like, it's, like, to, to, to what degree can you opt out? Yeah. If right? you have an implant, that's really hard to opt out of. And if you do, which you could, apparently yeah. you can turn it off, then, well, yeah, so there's really good things about that. Yeah. But then there are not so good things because the whole rest of the world is yeah. not opting out. Just like if you right now, right. if you like uh, don't have a smartphone and are not really online, like you can still make it, you can still exist, like you can pay cash or credit card but like you miss out on um i don't know like it's harder to get directions like you gotta like print off map quest stuff and like <laughs> and, like you can still make it but there's gonna be a point at which like if you don't have the internet at home and you don't have a smartphone with cell connection like data like you're really really like a hermit like socially at that point like well, you're, you're really disconnected you're... from you are where the world's happening, which is online, right? You, Versus, you, you are you are you are disconnecting from the primary way that humans are interacting. That a lot of people and transact and interact. Yes. Yeah. Right. It would be very similar to if I just decided I was going to stop driving a car. Yeah. It's like like so like to me that's one way out. Like the true way to opt out is like Ted Kaczynski like go to a, <laughs> go to a farm like go to a cabin and like try to drop wood, destroy the books, with bombs. Well, or just, like, before we go into that step, he was just kind of, like, noping out of modern society, right? right? right. So, like, that's, like, that's the only way I can see it happening, um, or that you could actually opt, functionally opt out. I don't think you can, like, be in society, but be opted out of it. Like, you wouldn't be able to function well. Right. Um, I don't know. Like, kind of like if you lived in New York City, but, like, you won't, you don't want to ever go out, but you also don't want to, like, have, like, DoorDash feed you, or, like, you just won't be able to survive if you can't go out, but also won't. Like orders food in, right? It'll just like rot in your apartment because um, you kind of have to interact commercially to live, right? If you're not well, making your own food. So, so there's, there's, 
very much of a sense that Aaron, that Caleb's character mm-hmm. is building up to a breaking point, right? Where he yeah. unsubscribes from Francis. Yep. He he makes that statement, you know, I need something real. And then he finds Dolores, um, which is ironic. And he finds Dolores, right? Um, and I, I, it's so hard not to say. Well, and his mom's in the hospital, but she doesn't recognize him, which is either right. that... Is, is he a robot? That's why she doesn't recognize him because she knows he's not really his kid, her kid. Right. Or she just have is that was is just, just was that just saying he's on and his luck and he's this is why he's doing these extreme uh, jobs is to raise money for because like the nurse was like we're gonna have to get right. him to a state facility if you can't keep paying and he's like that's showing how he's why he's forced to do these expensive risky jobs. Right. That could be all that is is just character development. But like, well, again, you can't assume anything nowadays. The brilliance of the show again yeah. is that. Is that we can't yeah. right? And I remember, I remember even from as soon as the trailers came out for this ep- this season, yeah. people were speculating: Is he a real person? Right. Is he a host? Right? And that's and of course we're going to think that because right. you can't know. Right? It's, yeah. like, it's like, well, okay, we see this trailer. We're introduced to this character, and he's portrayed to us as a, a human being. Mm-hmm. Well, is he? Because we thought Bernard was yeah. a human being, or we thought you know whatever, um, and that's. The, again, that's the brilliance of it all, right? But like, but I think the I think the the either way, right? Like his character parallels Dolores in season one, right? Like even like the shots of him waking up yep. in the morning and and the way that he you know he's on a loop, mm-hmm. right? And and like he's almost like he's going through the maze, yeah, for humans, yep, I right. See that. And Dolores went through the maze for hosts. Mm-hmm. Um, Do they end up in the same place or not? And and he's just very rapidly by the end of this yeah. episode, supposedly, right? According to what we see, like he's he's like waking up, right? Like he's he's or breaking the potential free. Is there because he's meeting Dolores, which is going to be the key. Well, and that, and that happens right after he opts out of yeah, the Francis like, thing, like, yeah. and he yeah. he's like, I'm I'm checking out of this. Yeah crap right like um <laughs> it's just it's just you just have to watch more you gotta watch more man because it just goes oh man it's brilliant um so do we think that it's it's kind of the pandora's box thing so if the temptation is there to like oh we have the technology to optimize our existence right we can like invent our way out of the social problems that that have plagued us forever, like uh, it's it's one of those like uh, utopian fantasies, right? Where it's like if the technology will save us, right, or worldwide communism will save us, or capitalism will save us, like all, all these pipe dreams that all throughout history have always been like we have all these problems, like it's just the manifesto, uh, you know, right. outline like here's all these problems and here's the solution. Workers of the world unite, or you know, laissez-faire, or AI will save us, and it's like. But at what cost and what is, like, the unintended consequences of that and, like, what does it do to the human spirit, right? If you're, if everything's plotted out for you and everything's optimized, um, and even see, like, today, these days, like, even just, like, the, the dystopian Orwellian, like, you know, you're an essential worker, right? So you have to go back, you have to be out there, <laughs> which is implicitly, like, oh, if you get to stay home, you're not an essential worker. Like, what does that do to you? Like, or that, that's just weird. Like, it's just, like... I don't know if like anyone thought that through or even like even the term like we're going to do social distancing. Like I know they mean like physical, but like 
calling it social distancing uh, is just dystopian. Like, it's physical distancing. Like, you just need to be six feet apart. But, like, you can talk on Skype all you want with somebody. That's not socially distant. That's just physically distant. But, like, I don't know if that was, like, a Freudian slip or what, but it's, like, we seem to have been more divided and apart from each other as a result than ever Yeah. through the through the pandemic lockdowns and all this. And, like, I feel like, yeah, everything's at a breaking point. But we're also at this inflection point with technology, right, where it's, like, our supply chain is broken and breaking down. Like, they can't find enough truck drivers, but we also don't, we can't, like, just turn on AI truck driving yet. But, like, the whole system breaking down at this point. And well, I, think, I can see, like, somebody stepping right. in, like, Elon Musk is like, I have code for that. I'll, I'll fix this problem in, in a GIF. Like, I'll run this AI on our, on our entire supply chain and we'll get it sorted out in a GIFI. We'll get the Port of Long Beach getting containers out and back on three days like they should instead of sitting out in Port of Long Beach for three weeks ready to unload. They're waiting in line, right? Like, that's been a problem. And I can just see, yeah, like somebody swooping in in a time of crisis like oh i have the solution a silver bullet it's going to save us well, i think they can't I think, ever put it back in the box at that point i think the whole i think the covid situation is a really good example of why the extreme utopian and dystopian viewpoints are flawed because mm-hmm. they never play out either way yeah right so on the one hand you could look at the situation with covid and say oh this is a uh, a forewarning of like a, a very dystopian future. Yeah. Or you could look at it and say, we created a vaccine and faster than yeah. ever, and it's an amazing sign of utopian mm-hmm. views of things, right? And the reality is, is it lies very much somewhere in between. Yeah. Like on the one hand, I every time I go to Target now, I don't know if I'm going to find the Gatorade I want. Yeah. Which is just bizarre to me, right? Like, how does that have anything to do with anything? But apparently it does. Mm-hmm. Yet at the same time, they created a vaccine in lightning yeah. time. But that, at the same yeah. time, same time, uh, if this was 100 or 50, 150 years ago, nobody would have known. Like, we wouldn't have detected COVID as a thing. Like, it would just been like, oh, like a few, like some more people died this year of a weird, of a weird flu than usual. <laughs> And they would have been like, a, I don't know, they would not have noticed it was a thing, right? Maybe. Or if they noticed, they would have had maybe a bit more superstitious response to it. Yeah, they'd be like, oh, this is, a, this is a plague or a judgment. Pray or pray in churches to figure out what's yeah, happening. Yeah, or like, yeah, sacrifice the virgin to the volcano thing, yeah. Or, or you know, have prayer vigils for... Yeah, like there's, yeah, so like, but again, that it's human nature to like, when something's happening and we're scared and we don't know what it is... We put our trust in something higher. So in this case, it's like the science with a capital S, right? We can't trust the science, right? And then science deniers, right? And so you create this like tribe around quote-unquote science uh, and whatever. Well, it's the, the very technology that... Yeah. The, the very technology, and I'm speaking generally, right? but the very technology that enabled us to create a vaccine in record time is also the technology that created anti-vax yeah. paranoia, right? Like, right. Like those, both of those things, I don't think would exist on the scale that they do. It's right? like the ability to collaborate fast, quickly with lots of people can put, help people put their heads together with a solution, or put their heads together and have a mass and delusion. have a complete delusion. Yeah, right. Or a few, like a few asymmetrical, right? You could have like a few coder monkeys in in Russia cracking <laughs> away on some keyboards with some bots, and like you can leverage a few people and disinformation an entire continent or whatever right. of people with just a few, like a little bit asymmetrical pressure has this 
you know, it's no, it's no mistake Putin is a judo master or whatever. Like, he knows how to, like, the subtlest movement against momentum or whatever, or with momentum will knock your opponent off, off kilter. Like, you know, <laughs> he's doing that kind of thing. Well, there's, there's, I think, I think that what, what the show is such, is so good at doing so far, right, is that it, If, if you're really paying attention to what's going on in the world right now, and you watch the show carefully, they're not really, they're not going too far out from what is entirely plausible. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, and, and, and they're not even going like away synthesizing from... all of the scattered cloud tech. Like, it seems to, like, pull it all in one spot. Well, the existence of something like Rehoboam is in line with the stated... Yeah. The Facebook... Intentions yeah. of... The, the upper echelon of, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. that's, that's what they're well, like, doing. I heard, like, Facebook's working on, like, it's like, what if we could help, like, what if we could make people, like, be able to work any ter- anywhere, anytime? And we're all like, no. <laughs> but he's like, that's, like this, wouldn't that be great? And he's like, the rest of us are like, no. Well, the, the, <laughs> I think, I think the, fee, the, 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 what the show reveals, which I think anybody paying attention has to know is actually happening is to what degree are we actually potentially not only giving up our free will in the sense of like letting a computer decide if we get a home loan but that we're actually saying let the AI decide the course of my destiny right like yeah or is that already happening and we don't even know it right has it be, has it become a god already yeah, and we don't realize that. I mean, I was ninety percent of yeah. the time, everything I'm doing is just the puppeting of a. I mean, I was computer. trying to think about. That. I was trying to kind of mentally keep track of my mind this week from watching this. I was like, so if the theme or like the point is like we are all on a loop, we're on a programmed loop already. Because I'm like my routine is pretty much the same, right, give or take. And I'm like, sure. And I think it's all up to me, but it's also like, I don't know. Like we've talked about, like there's. My, my, where you're born, right? Where and when you're born and to whom you're born is out of your control, but that is pre-programming. Like, that, that runs scripts that other people can't run if you're born in another place. Right. And, like, I'm just, like, thinking, like, what... You know, if I saw an ad for something, do I then have a craving for that food when I see it at the shelf on the store? Like, kind of just thinking, of like, what, what, have been, what have I been primed to do and what, what impulses am I, like, just come to mind, supposedly? And, like, like I've mentioned before, like, if I'm talking with my wife about something, then it shows up on my feed, like, within a 10 minutes. Yeah. I'm like, I know, we, neither of us Googled that, um, but it's, like, it listened. Like, it ha- it's listening for you to say, hey, Siri, and uh, it supposedly is deleting that every two seconds or whatever, but, like, I can't imagine that they would walk away from that treasure trove of data, or even just sample it. Like, they're going to sample how many users two seconds of data once or twice a day or whatever and like mm-hmm. predict what people want or incept what they would <laughs> incept in their brain what they think well, they if want you, <laughs> if you, and then if, sell it if, to them if the system can create a, a context where because I think I think one of the differences between because people think oh well you know just don't click on the ads when they suggest things to you yeah. but that's that's Still oversimplifying it yeah. like it's not it's gone past that point, right? Because we all know the jingles and stuff, and like, you know, like I've never bought certain products, but I can tell you the, the commercial jingle because it's an earworm, right? Right. And it's in my head. And like, I'm going to think of that brand when I think of that product, 
that they want that brand to be the first thing that comes to mind. That's the point of marketing. Right. But if you can create a system, mm -hmm. an inclusive, yeah. omnipresent, omnipotent system, right, that actually doesn't, it's not trying to influence you, it's literally mapped it out. Like a, instead of a nudge, it's like a leash where it's, or it's like putting you on yeah, a trap. Yeah, it's not a nudge it's at all. It's like, like, you can't You're not walking go. and it's nudging you. It's like, I have you on a leash and I'm pulling you this way. And most of us, like they say, like the dog, like if you have a, uh, what is it, like an elephant, it, from birth, if you put an elephant and a stake in the ground, I think it was from the show actually, but if you put an elephant and a stake on the ground as a baby, like it, it grows up with that stake. Right, like it, 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 it takes it barely anything to yank a stake out, but it just like chooses not to, or just doesn't think it can, because it tried when it was a baby and couldn't, and then it, when it's an adult, it didn't never try it again. Right. And I'm like, man, that like that's there's a lot. So there. if, that's if probably there happening was, now too. if Rayabon represents a technology that, just like Liam says, yeah, like if let's say Rayabon has the capacity, Rayabon has. For all intents and purposes, it's 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 run the simulations and it knows your life from yeah. here to the end, uh -huh. and it says, okay, this is where Sean ends up twenty years. Same from way with now. the forge with the book, like it has you figured out. Well, no, but even even more specific, yeah. like like not just it knows you everything you've done and why you do yeah. it, but it's saying, well, so for example, let's say. Um, the, the, the technology has determined that 20 years from now you're going to be an alcoholic. Yeah. Well, so the system has that information and it says, oh, he's going to be an alcoholic. Well, who wants to hire an alcoholic? And right now you're not getting jobs right. because the, the data says you're going to become an alcoholic. Or have like a very reliably, a reliable you're probability going to get of doing that, right? You're going to get cancer. Yeah. We already, the, the, the the system determined that you're a health risk, yeah, and so it's it's already mm -hmm. uh, trending away from giving you a new job because you're going to die someday, or right? like I'm just saying, like yeah. like if we allow that, right? That that. Well, we ask how can it do that, and the answer is because we've given it all the data, right? Like Rehoboam is the end product of the resource extraction phase right. that we are in, right? And, you know, like from the age of surveillance capitalism, it's since you know, MySpace or whatever, AOL even, like we've been clicking our accept terms and conditions and we've been, we've been the product. Cons uh, con our, our information and our patterns and our everything, our cookies or whatever, like that's all the product that we have willingly given up for the goodies we get with it and the, the toys and the, sh the shiny parts. But like we are the oil on the ground, we are the wood trees, like we're the product now. And that's like the new, the new landscape we're in is that like, the in information about humans, biological and otherwise, like biological information, like wants, desires this and that, like it knows all that stuff because it knows your Google search history, it knows everything. Um, it knows you, like Facebook said. It, it knows, knows everything, everything in real time. In real time, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, with a powerful enough computer, it can compute all that and go from past, you know, from past patterns and knowing that humans are very habitual, we can even run out a simulation because we can run with and over enough time. This is like forty years, right? At a certain point, it can go like it can reliably predict the course of a life of a person's lifetime. Because right now, it just has it just like jumped in this jumped into the stream midstream where like people are forty years old before they get on Facebook or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but like, there's kids growing up on Facebook or have been on Facebook since their baby picture, and now they're fifteen or whatever, and they have fifteen years of 
what their parents were posting about them and now what they're posting in themselves and here we are and you've got the second generation of digital natives already in in the stream and it has all that information and I don't know if there's something to this, but Rehoboam, if I'm remembering Sunday school correctly, was the grandson of King David, and the son of Solomon, who was the wisest person that ever lived, and he presided over the division of, or under his reign, or whatever, was the split of the kingdom, the kingdom into Israel yeah. and Judah. Right. So, like, I don't know if there's something there with, like, the splitting of the kingdom, like, between the Bernard camp and the, the Dolores camp, or, like, humans versus robots, or some kind of war and division. Is that, I would, is I would that say that the, of that, the likelihood, just a cool name? the likelihood that they just pulled right. Rehoboam yes. out of a hat. I'm like, there's something there. Like my my Sunday school uh, a, a gold star hat was like, hey, I know that. Like, there's something there. They don't use name. They don't use biblical allusions in this culture for no reason. Right. right. Like that's a clue. And that's not even like a mainstream biblical. No, allusion. that's like that's a deep like cut, obscure. Yeah. Yeah. But you're rewarded for like for doing that mining for like doing that research. Because like, people have Google that, and they're like, oh, of course. oh, that's a good thing. And I think, and then they I think the majority the of people Ciroc, watch right? it and go, well, that's a weird name. Like, Sirach is but... the guy, is the guy, right? The guy who has the keys to the thing, and he was like a prophet or something. Like he's in the Bible too, Sirach. I forgot who he is exactly, but that's a biblical name too. So he, but he's like the 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 partner of the guy's dad, right? Yes. Yeah. So we'll 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 see him later. Yeah. I think yes. it was mentioned here by that. Yeah. They had, like, that meeting where she was, like, surveilling him across the way. Yeah. And, like, I was, like, that was one of those, like, I don't know what's happening. Like, I don't know what they're talking about, but it doesn't sound, like, good for this guy. Right. <laughs> but, and she's, like, she's, maybe we're supposed to be, like, her, where she's, like, hmm, new information, and this is interesting. Um, like, was that one of those moments where, like, when you watch it the first time, you're, like, okay, I'm following that away, but I have no idea what that means or what's going on there exactly, but it'll make sense later, yes. I think, right? Because yes. a lot of that was in season one where I'm, like... Like missing right. it all until then. Oh, so the, it all falls there's, into place. There's there. the interplay. There's the, 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 this this episode sets up the tension between insight and Delos, right? Like, yeah. There's corporate interests. Yeah, corporate at, at, yes. at war here. And are they like the same kind of company, but just rivals, or are they like overlapping but different focuses? Like, is Delos? Delos has the park, but is there like is insight have a competing Westworld park? Right? Is is this is Westworld like a unique thing that nobody else is doing something like that somewhere? Right. Is what I wonder. Like, there's Disney World and there's uh, Kings Island and there's uh, Universal, right? Like, there's like different theme parks. Companies. I don't know if I answer that. I don't know if answering <laughs> that question would be a spoiler or not. Okay. I think it's pretty clear from the sh- from the first it's two like a seasons once in a lifetime that there's experience. well, there's there's so but there's like Delos is like doing its own thing. Delos has its own agenda. Has something? Yeah. That someone else wants. Yeah. So they clearly don't have it. Yeah. So. Right, like, so there's another. Ride. They're not like the same. Power. They're not two of the same kind of company. Yeah. Um. But they both know. Yeah. What they have. Like and Google don't have. wants what Facebook has, and vice versa. It's like, what if they could merge or whatever, or if Google could steal Facebook stuff and vice versa. I would say it like this. The NSA like, is like, ah, we have it all. <laughs> I have <laughs> developed the best coffee maker in the world, but you have the best beans. Like. Mm. like and why aren't we working together? I want those yeah. beans yeah. for my coffee maker. Yeah, I gotcha. And you're like, to, I think, for why? <laughs> Get everyone to hook on coffee. That's I cool. think I think that I think that um, what the show is doing really well here is you have this interesting right because the first two seasons was largely hosts versus the established order of the elites. Yeah, and now you have the everyday humans 
and the hosts and the elites and, right yeah different alliances and there what's going to what's going to happen there yeah so that's uh, all the time we have for our discussion of season 3 episode 1 we will continue this discussion with episode 2 next week so thanks for listening and if you have not watched Westworld and want to start watching it while we do this we'd encourage you to get caught up on seasons 1 and 2 and maybe watch through with us yeah as we go we'll talk to you next time <laughs>